What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode eight of A Link to Our Past. I'm your host, John Bernardo, and what we do on the show is every week I get an internet friend and we talk about their video game origin story and where they are now. And with me uh, this week, very special guest. Uh, well, they're all special guests, but this time extra special, Mr. Bobby, the Nintendo Guru. Sir, how are you today? Very good. How are you doing, John? Good, good. We, we both have a, a day off. We're yes. both enjoying our vacation and we're Beautiful. both playing playing video games. God, you can't do God bless us. It's the best thing. I know, right? It's the best thing ever, man. You know what? I think after this, I'm just going to go and get some get my retro on, maybe play some Aladdin. Oh, I don't know. Man. Oh. <laughs> That's a classic one. I know. Yeah, I got to get yeah, the yeah. passwords out. Which, which um, version though? Are you going to play the NES or the Super Nintendo SNES. one or the Genesis? There no, you SNES. go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't have the Genesis one and I have a feeling yeah. it'll be the worst one. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Why don't you uh, why don't you give give everyone who's listening they don't know who you are which they'd be crazy if they don't but why are you the Nintendo guru tell everybody because I'm an idiot that doesn't know how to name things no ultimately <laughs> like I used to have a channel called the Geek Guru and my catchphrase was kind of like Geek definitely Guru I don't know so then when I started the Nintendo branding of it all I kept the Guru because I felt like if I just came out with like Nintendo Nerd or something like that like people would be like. Who's this guy? And yeah. they already did that already with Nintendo Guru. So I felt like branding-wise, it was the easiest way to like carry over. And I don't feel like I'm a guru by any sense, any stretch of the imagination. I just love Nintendo, um, and I just like to talk about it. So that's more or less what it is. But I have a YouTube channel uh, that I do all kinds of stuff Nintendo-related. I have two podcasts. I have the GeekCast, which is kind of like all video games encompassing. And then I have If We Ran Nintendo which is kind of like always you hear the people going like Nintendo's stupid for doing this, but then they Fuck never yeah. finish it with why are why is Nintendo stupid? How would you figure it out, genius? Tell us. Mm-hmm. But nobody ever does. It's just, you know. So Sean and I came up with the idea of like let's tell people what we would do. Like if we ran Nintendo, how would we run it? What would we do? How would we fix it? And so that's what we do. Which I'm a big fan of that show because that's a pretty that's a pretty easy topic. And a broad topic at the same time because there's so yeah. many things Nintendo does and you say why. There's a method yes. to their madness, I'm sure, but yeah. Well, don't and we don't take ourselves seriously. We don't feel yeah, like we can not. run a Fortune 500 company. We're nothing. <laughs> like we can't even run a lemonade stand, let alone like, you know this. So, but it's just all for fun. It's just for fun. Of That's course, of course. It's it's all yeah. hypothetical. Exactly. If you if you can see, uh, obviously the audio people won't see, but just for you, if you look in the back there, you see the little my little fire plant. I love it, dude. I'm, love I'm looking at all your stuff. I, my <laughs> wife would be going crazy right now because of the Back to the Future stuff over there. She's a huge yeah. Back to the Future geek. Oh, she actually, I, I bought her those actually, so she oh, like yeah? freaks out. Yeah, anything, oh, the, the anything vinyl Back to the Future. Idols, yeah, oh, man, yeah anything I love Back, back to the Future, future. Dude, she freaks out, man. She's she's a nut. That is awesome. I, I you know what I actually. I've always remembered the Back to the Future games on the NES, but I I remember oh, so seeing bad. them. I've never played them. I, I know they're one. bad, but I've never played them. I have one. I bought it for her, and um, I got a point until like you could see it. It's right on the side <laughs> shelf, and it's it's horrible. It's as bad. It's as bad. You know, but that back then, video games based on movies were just horrendous. Like it was nothing like typical. Like there was a scene where you're in the. Um, you're in like the malt shop and you're like throwing pies back and forth at Biff and stuff. And it's like, that don't happen in the movie. Like, come on, what are you talking about? So does, does they at cool. least have the manure truck. 
No, I don't remember that. I don't even think you go. Oh. In, I don't even think you go on the skateboard through the, through the park oh or through the, through the town center or any of that. Like you do drive the DeLorean at the very end, but that's you know, it's that's it's what. Garbage. It t- it took him years, but the best Back to the Future game is <laughs> Lego Dimensions level back. Yes, but to, to yes. me that's I was playing the, that. Even and, the Telltale ones, the Telltale ones are just she loved them because for her it was like Back to the Future four, so she yeah. like ate them up. But for me, it was like this is bad, this is horrible, and it was the first game that Telltale did. I would love to see them go revisit it and mm-hmm. and just maybe another game and maybe better but you know what can you do is she currently reading the comics i don't read the comics i bought her issue number one um that that uh campbell did but i think he did the cover art for it so i bought her issue number one just because i thought like yeah let let me give you that like dude she's got the pepsi and (laughs) like the the dude she paid through the roof for that thing man or her mom did but dude it's just like nuts like i remember that morning waking up and she's like texting me like i can't get it i can't get it and i'm trying to get amazon and she's trying to get walmart and it's like nuts it was, and it was sold out and it was like amiibo all over again like it was sold oh, out like of a blink of an eye and then they did a re another one and what happened was was her mom actually went and bought it on ebay for her and I was like, are you insane? Like, why is she spending this kind of money? Like, what the hell is wrong with her? She dropped like $500 on this thing. Holy crap. Yeah. I'm like, you are insane. And then not even like a week later, they announced they're going to do a reissue. And I was like, (laughs) damn it. There you go. There you go. Told you not to do it. You did it anyway. But she's got it. We got two, actually. I got another one. I got to send one to my buddy in Miami um, because I got it for him. I was like, I'll give it to you. You're a big Back to the Future fan, too, so. That's nice, man. Yeah. Well, if anyone's listened past our uh, little catching up and bantering, uh, <laughs> a, link to our, uh, a link to our past is a nostalgic podcast, and we got a little nostalgic now, but um, yeah, it's a nostalgic po- podcast. Basically, what I do, I find a new guest every week, and I go down to their gaming origin and their gaming past. We start from the beginning, and we just go from there. So, Bobby, let's start from the beginning. What is the first game you remember playing? Um, you know, I was I was listening to your other podcast, and I was like, man, what is the first game that I ever played? And I don't even know the name of it. It was kind of like, it was on the Atari 2600, and it was like this fun pack that they did. I think it was called Circus, if I'm not mistaken. And you had, like, all these different game, like, Pong-type games, but then you also had, like, where you had, like, guns, or it was called Carnival. That's what it was. Okay. And you had, like cannons in the corner you had like ducks flying by you had to shoot the ducks you know and then like they had like the bullseye the targets going by you shot them in balloons and you 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 would try to accumulate the highest score between two players that was the first game that i actually that was the first like my my uncle and my dad bought us the atari 2600 at the same exact time so we we went over my cousin's house and they hooked it up over there first and um, so we were all playing together, but that was a very first, obviously came packed in. So it was the first one I did, mm-hmm. but then we switched to river Reed, and that was like, wow. Like that was night and day, you know? And it's sad to say that now. Cause like we see what we have now, but back then it was like, this is crazy. You know what I mean? Like river Reed was the best A- any Activision game back on the Atari 2600 was top notch. Like they were oh, the, yeah. the creme of the current. And, and that was, you know, so that's where we are. So that, I would say that was my first game, that carnival game, whatever. If that's my, the actual I, game. And I don't know if I'm thinking of the right Atari, but my first exposure to Atari was at a friend's house, and mm-hmm. it was the infamous ET game. 
That's twenty that six hundred. Yeah, I have a copy on my shelf. Me and my buddy Miguel went out to a retro shop the other a couple weeks ago, and I found what was a dollar ninety nine, and I'm like, I'm buying it. I don't care. And I went. That's and grabbed too much. Yeah, yeah, come on, dude. I was like, I love that game as a kid. I, I didn't think it was the worst game ever. I guess if you were older, like if you're like in your twenties, you would have thought like this is garbage. But as a like you know eight nine year old yeah. kid, I was like, this is the best thing ever, man. You know. But I, 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 I actually was, I actually was pretty young when I played it, and it was just, I don't get it. It's just your neck there was, going up, and I was, I don't get it. You know what? There was a lot of games like that on the twenty six hundred. Like I remember yeah. Indiana Jones. I had no. Clue, well, Raiders of the Lost Ark. I had no clue what I was doing. You, you can't even make out what the characters are. The only thing you remember is the music. You're constantly getting killed. You're seeing snake. It was horrible. Like that was just the era. Like you, there was a few games that actually like Pitfall stuff like that that you could actually and they were Activision games. The Activision games you could figure out what was going on for the most part and it became fun. But yeah, some of them really they were horrible. So, so Activision went that far back, eh? I, I thought they were yeah. more of... I didn't think they came around until, I guess, PS1 era. No. I didn't pay attention to developers Yeah, back no, then, no, no. Huh? What happened was, was Activision actually was part of Atari. Oh, okay. And what happened was, was they were making the best games. And David Crane was like, I want notoriety for these games. And because they wouldn't give the actual creators credits or anything like that. And David Crane was like, we're doing all the work. You're taking the glory. I'm going to start my own company. So he stole a bunch of high profile developers and started Activision. And that was their, their thing. Like that was the first time that they were announcing like who actually made these games, who were the, the like who was the director, who was the artist, the lead artist, all that stuff. And they broke off of Atari and then they started making games for Atari and in television. At the same time. So that was like the first actual third party, per se, that was actually doing stuff in video game history. One of. But if they were the best, they did some great games. Thanks for the history. Like, I didn't know that. That's why you got me here, man. You got the old man. You got the old man today. I know all this nonsense. Not the old man. (laughs) The wise man. That's why Sean brings me on his podcast. Because Sean's like, I don't know much about history. So you, for whatever reason, you can remember this stuff. And I don't know why. I just Sometimes I can pull it out and and I get it right occasionally. I surprisingly have a really good memory, NES onward. So like a lot, anything that anything that someone will touch on base with that, I can usually click with. You drop Atari and a television on me, yeah. I'm like a deer in the headlights. Yeah, well, I, was, I mean, I was like I said, I was like, I think it was like eight years old, maybe mm-hmm. nine, something like that. When when it hit, I was because I was born in '74, so that was like '83. So I was like you know seven eight years old. So I kind of knew what was going on, you know, a little bit better than my brother did, and and then the. You know, then the uh, the NES hit, and I was like almost ten. Uh, I think it was eleven at that point. Yeah, and I just so I was a li- you know it, it, when you're real little, it's hard to remember that stuff. I think it's foggy. Like my brother probably wouldn't remember yeah. all that stuff because he's a couple years younger than me. So, but yeah, I can remember most of it because that was like the the exciting parts of your life, you know. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Try th- sometimes you want to just go back and just relive that and just try to be outside of your body while you're doing that just to kind of enjoy Absolutely. it a little bit more right yeah, what no would joke. you um what would you say would be the i guess if you were to have to go back in time and watch yourself play that one game what what game would that be what game would that be that you want to see yourself you want to watch your younger self change just click and go holy crap i'm a gamer i want to go back and, and watch myself play my Tyson's punch out because <laughs> 
I legit, this is no lie, hand to God, I played that game every single day for 18 months wow. until I beat Mike Tyson. Every day. John, when I tell you, this is no lie, I'd come home from school and I would go right at him. And I would. I had to code, code memorize, 00737359963. Memorize, ingrained in my, I put it in so many times, like the back of my hand, I know it. And I literally would come home from school and for an hour to two hours each night fight him. The weekends I'd put in like four to six hours fighting just strictly fighting him. And finally after eighteen months I finally beat him. And it was like the greatest moment of my life. I would like to go back to watch that moment when I beat him because I know that I was screaming and yelling <laughs> to an empty house because nobody was there. And then That's I was right. like and I was like nobody saw me beat him. And I run down to my cousin's house, and I'm like, I beat Tyson, I beat Tyson. They're like, no, you didn't. I'm like, I'll show you. And they made me actually come in and play and, and do it again. And they're all screaming and yelling. And I told I told the story on Sean's podcast. I actually went to school th- that Monday, because it was on like a Friday or Saturday. Right. Went to school that Monday and told the kids in class, and they were like, no, you didn't. And I was like, dude, I beat. But they had no proof. There's no way to prove it. We can't Twitch stream. Yeah. Can't do yeah, that yeah. back then. There's no cell phone cameras. You don't have it. I, had, like, I took a Polaroid of it. I got to get yeah, it developed. Yeah. yeah. I, yeah that was the other thing. I took pictures and I had to wait to get it developed. My mom's like, I'm not, I'm not spending money to get this developed. Stupid pictures of the TV. And I'm like, mom, you have to. I had 15 kids come to the house one day and like prove it beat them and i had the bedroom filled and i'm like scared to death my mom's gonna come home and see catch all these kids in the house and kill me and i had to prove it and i did it and i was like but they're all going nuts in the background and stuff and it was the best man it was awesome. but did you feel, i like to go back to that you felt confident that you were gonna beat it at that moment at that point i was yeah because it wasn't one of those things like oh i beat them and i moved on i just kept beating them and beating them and beating them oh, okay, so I you wanted got it to, down like, oh yeah man i had it and, and, and honestly it got to that point that, like, I had I knew everything he was doing. Like, I could tell you before he even threw the punch what he's throwing. I just knew it because I had played it over and over and over again. The only wild dog in the whole thing was the third round because the third round he threw everything at you. But the first round, second round was kind of pretty patternistic, and you knew what he was going to do, especially the first round. First minute, third, he's throwing uppercuts, and that's all he's throwing. And then he's throwing uh, – like hooks at you, like straight hooks at you mm-hmm. all day long. And so that the first round's easy. It's the second round, third round, like the, the tail end of the second round. Third round is like, oh, crap, shoot. You just, he's going to throw everything at you. You just got to go get lucky. It's like you're almost an actual boxer. You know, trade, I trade for 18 <laughs> months for this fight. <laughs> <laughs> it's the way it was, man. It was. You, because the thing of it is, is, and I've said this numerous times, like, I feel like, that era, that moment, Mike Tyson was this mythical creature. You know what I mean? Like, he mm-hmm. was knocking guys out in 90 seconds. He was crushing people. People were backing out of fights because they didn't want to fight him. Um, he unified the world title. Like, he he was a machine. People would pay 60, 70 bucks for pay-per-views to watch it for five minutes. And it was like, this is nuts. P- boxers were afraid to get in the ring with him. It was so crazy. So... To say, like, it was weird, but to be like, oh, I beat Mike Tyson, it was just odd. It was an odd time. And the game portrayed the real-life thing. Like, there, I remember people saying, like, you'll never beat this guy. There's no way you can beat this game. And it was... And you showed them. I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I did you still to this day pick it up and just completely crush them? 
I know. No. I, I've gone back and I've tried and I've gotten close. I did finally beat him, but it's Mr. Dream. It's not Tyson. I did finally beat him um, like a couple months ago just to show that. And I kept going back and back and back. And, back, and finally, I picked it up enough that I was able to beat him. Um, but it's not like I could just grab it anytime. Like back then, I could grab it. I could just jump on it anytime and without a shadow of a doubt, just didn't matter if he knocked him down, knocked me down like once or twice in the first round. I'd come back and just demolish him. So, but now it's not like that. Now it's like if he knocked me down twice, like it's I'm barely coming back. Like it's it's nuts. Would you would you chalk that one up as the hardest game you've ever played? Like as a kid? No, not that's not the hardest game. That was probably the most fulfilling game to to beat. You know what I mean? Because. I put so much time and effort into it. Right. I mean, you had, dude, back then, man, Ghosts and Goblins. Like, you had. Oh, God damn dude, it. Dude, that game is impossible, man. And then you beat it. It's like, you know. Do it again. It's horrible. Yeah. It's like, oh, you didn't do it. Go back through it again. And that's like one of the hardest games ever, the most unforgiving games. You know, like Battletoads. Battletoads was crazy hard, man. Like, that's what. It makes me laugh because people that play today don't have any clue that number one like we didn't have broken games games worked that was number one and number two like we had grueling games like you mm-hmm. you hear people complain about like dark souls and, and bloodborne and i don't play those games because i just don't have that dark souls mental. is really hard though man i've tried yeah. multiple times to get into it that is really hard yeah but i'm but what i'm saying is is like that was the norm for us back then yeah like, yeah every game was hard you know because that's all because but but to be fair, like you only got a game like once every couple months back then, so it wasn't. The crap like, out of it. Yeah, so you better you better enjoy your time and figure out how to beat it because you're not getting another one for a very long time. So like Zelda, Zelda was hard. The original Zelda, oh. like that was. I haven't beaten it to this oh. day. <laughs> really? Yeah. You gotta go back. You gotta go back. I know. It's I play, not that I, hard now. I pl- no no. I know it's not that hard. It's just it's so like so much of a maze that I just get yeah. lost sometimes. And, yeah. you know, you get frustrated over and over, right? But when the mini NES comes out, that's going to be my time to... All yeah, the, a lot of those games on, on that list are games that I've left in the dust, Castlevania especially. Mm-hmm. So Castlevania and Zelda are two on my list that as soon as I get that mini NES, I'm tackling those and I'm going to finally finish them. Yeah, I agree. Because, I, you know, there's something to be said about... I love the virtual console. I'm not going to lie. Like, I like yeah. going back and playing it, but... There's something to be said about holding that original controller in your hand. One hundred percent, and that's what I'm looking forward to more than anything of it all. Like I'm more excited. I would just be like, I'm half tempted to be like, I'm just going to spend twenty bucks on the controller, screw the console, and I'm just going to play. You know, I'm just going to hook up and play because they're saying that you can use that. You plug it into the Wiimote, and then you can actually play your yeah, virtual exactly. console. I have, I have most of those games on virtual console already. So I'm like, but. It, I kind of wanted to just for nostalgia's sake. The Nintendo Guru has to get it. That's sadly yes, because I'd lose all kinds of street cred if I if I exactly. <laughs> but and this is what I've said to so many people too is that that's and people that listen to every episode are probably annoyed by me saying this so many times. But it's such a bedroom console, like that's gonna go in the bedroom and just yeah. sit there. You know what I mean? Like obviously, if I want to put it on my fifty-five inch from time to time but like i could think about like waking up in the morning and i could just grab the controller from the the nightstand and just start playing you know what i mean i'm getting two of them i'm getting i've already planned on getting two i have two tvs down here so i'm probably gonna put the two down here and just i can jump on one my wife can jump on the other and just go at it and have fun so yeah that's 
but yeah, but it's it's gonna be. I cool know what you I know what you mean. Like uh, I was, I I don't I, like I know what you're talking about with holding the original thing because so many times I think to myself, okay, there's never I'm never gonna be able to afford all these games. I should just get one of those little Android boxes. I can play emulate them all. The second mm-hmm. I the second I can I can play that. I will second I have that availability. I won't want to play them. Yeah. Two, I want to you want to play with the original controller. So you know, I bought yeah. a I have a Retron. Uh, just so I can play all the games, and I don't have an NES controller because it, someone let me borrow it and they took it back. Long story. Yeah. <laughs> but the, like, there's nothing. Yeah, nothing beats like replaying a game on the gamepad or or on the classic controller, or on an Xbox controller, or a PlayStation controller. Like if you're using an emulator, it just doesn't do it. It doesn't have the like nothing has mm-hmm. the same force of those buttons. Nothing. Yeah. It, if the weight in the controller is off by the slightest, it's just. And you're just like, yeah, and those retron and the retron controllers are garbage. Oh they're really super light, and they're like they feel like they're gonna break when you push the buttons. And man, the NES, man, back in the day, like, dude, we abused them controllers, man. Oh like, my god, I know. You know, Chucked I remember it across playing, the like, room. Yeah, I remember playing like track and field, and like sitting there, like sliding <laughs> your fingers back and forth over to A and B to make the guy run fast, so you can, you know break the record and all that stuff and like and then you get pissed and you like you slide slam it on the ground and work like work like a charm it never broke man and things were built to last i know like the like obviously i like the controls we have nowadays they're very sleek they're very sexy looking but yeah. you know nintendo you bring just bring us those fucking bricks that we can smash around because we're gonna yeah. have those games that you know frustrate you but yeah nothing honestly nothing beats that feeling and don't even get me started with the retron controllers i have i think retron 3 and the controller is infrared oh. who the hell thought infrared was a good idea you can't play with it don't don't start because there's rumors that the nx is going to have infrared controllers so don't say anything no, just yet what they said i read that and i got <laughs> upset but they said that the camera inside that okay. connects the side that, that connects the detachable controllers mm-hmm. that's there's an infrared thing in there that's okay. fine but okay. the Retron, there's infrared sensor on the front of the system. So it sends it to – that's old school. Dude, that's old school uh, but dude, wireless gonna, controllers. And I, I, remember, to, I remember it was wireless controllers for the Super Nintendo. I think it was for it. Really? And then you act, no, no, no. It was for the original NES. And you would actually plug a, an eye into the front of it. And then, if I'm not mistaken, you plug the controller into something else and then it did it. But it might have been another one that had an eye to it. But yeah, the dude was like an that eye that used to. It's it's hard. Look it up. You'll see it. it, it there was <laughs> well because okay because so, like I said, somebody lent me NES controllers because I didn't want to buy mm-hmm. any because I'm broke, and then mm-hmm. um, they wanted them back, so I gave them back. And I wanted to play Original Turtles the other day because I watched some videos. I never. That's another game I've never beaten. Even mm-hmm. with the Game Genie, I still haven't beaten it because the Game yeah. Genie froze on me. And um, I was like, oh shit, I don't have the controls. Let me just use the Retron controller. I'm like, okay, no. I know it's, I know it's, you know, infrared, but I'm sure it'll be fine. And I'm sitting there, and I'm, li- I have to play like this. And even no. then, it's not like recognizing half of my commands. And you can't play turtles with a controller that doesn't recognize your commands. No, no. So I, John, I just like, listen, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna get your address after the show. I'm gonna send you an NES controller. You have no, to no, have no, an that's... NES controller. No, no, stop. It, I appreciate that, but you don't have to do that. For, honestly, it's not up for debate. It's not up for debate. So just stop talking. I'm gonna get you one. You gotta have one, dude. You cannot play. That's blasphemy, man. No, you're I'm breaking not going... my heart. Listen, you're breaking my <laughs> not... heart. Listen to me. Tell me you're using this Retron controller. It's done. You're getting you one. You just didn't stop. Let me, you didn't let me finish. Though. I'm not. <laughs> I tried to use it. I can't use it. I tossed mm-hmm. it. The, Turtles is the only 
only original NES game I have, right? I don't I don't yeah. have anything else. I have a shitload of Super Nintendo games, just no yeah. no NES games, right? So that's why I was kind of like I'm okay with it. And then with the mini NES, I'm just like perfect. I'll have yeah. a whole I'll have, I'll have a controller. I appreciate the gesture, but you don't have yeah. to do that, right? Honestly, I that's another it. one. That, that's another one. Like you, Turtles was a very like every game that came out the box was hard. Like Relentless, Deadly yeah. Towers. That, you know, there were so many games that were hard. That's why, like, when you beat, I actually used to keep a list of the games that I beat because it felt like such a huge accomplishment when I actually beat games. Right. Because they were so hard back in the day that, like, yeah, it was it was brutal, man. It was like. I'm trying to think of the hard. I think Turtles probably chalks up as the hardest one for me, and Mega Man. Um, yeah, which, Mega. those are just two games I just can never get past anything. It, I just give up before I can even get anywhere. And to yeah, this day, Mega I still Man. Can't beat. Mega Man for me, the whole, it was like the light switch when I realized you could actually switch weapons because we were mm-hmm. playing it like regular Mega Man the whole time. Had no clue. It took us like two weeks to figure out that you can actually switch the weapons. And when we switched the weapons, we were beating like. We had like Cutman, like we could get to Cutman, beat him, and then we were like, okay, we don't know what to do. We would go to like the next guy and he devastate us. And then all of a sudden my cousin realized like I can use Cutman to go against Electman and we were wiping him out. And it was like, oh, this is an easy game now. And, you know, but the, the Yellow Devil, holy crap, dude. It took us months to figure out how to beat him. And like it, it was the stupidest thing in the world. All you do is you use the electricity, you shoot. And then you push the select button and you just keep pushing select and it pauses the screen. So every time it unpauses, he gets hit. But you're pausing it and the electricity is being stuck over his face. And you just keep pushing select and it wipes him out within like a second. And it's so, so many easy. little glitchy things we do in video games. Yeah. So Not stupid, anymore. That's, I, I nah. miss those. I miss, I think it, I think it went up to probably PS2. I guess Grand Theft Auto would be the last cheat I remember, but I, I miss one. It was less, you can do up, up, down, down, left, right, ABC. I, <sighs> I miss those days. We could just type something in. And yeah. You, you had to cheat. Do you yeah, remember? 30 men. You, you've, you've, uh, since you've seen like you played a lot, you, you had Sega before I assume, right? Or no Sega. Yeah. Do you Not you, I had the. Oh, okay. I, I liked my, my my buddy had the Master System, so yep. I played the Master System. I actually bought the Genesis, but then I stopped after that. They started getting real weird, like the thirty two X, thirty two X, and the then CD, the Sega yeah. CD, and then the Saturn, and the Dream, and everything was like real rapid fire. And it was like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not. I'm not spending a million dollars on. It. I got this Super Nintendo here. I'm good to go with this. You, you guys have fun with your nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I've never. I I've seen the thirty two X games and the CD games. I've like I've just seen pictures of them. I've never actually mm-hmm. played them. I don't know yeah. what they were thinking. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to appreciate Sega though. They always tried to. Do, the Sega was kind of. The Nint- what Nintendo tries to do now with always trying something new that's what Sega was trying to do back then right but Sega was ahead of their game ahead of their time they were. and that's the thing like when I go back I, I never had a Dreamcast right but when I go back and look at what that thing was co- able to do at that time they were so far ahead of th- they were so yeah. far ahead of their time it wasn't even funny it's sad because a lot of times when these consoles come out if the public's not ready for them they're going to Microsoft's a prime example. Like they wanted to do away with discs, and the people revolted on them and turned on them, mm-hmm. and they they've been getting their ass kicked ever since. But honestly, like that's why not? Why not just be like, hey, this is just a license. Boom. I I never got that. Like, okay, I understand they don't want you to go trade your games and stuff. I don't trade my games in no more because I realize that GameStop rips us off, and what's the point? 
you know, I get two bucks for a game that I I paid sixty bucks for. Like you're crazy. I'll just keep it because I never fails. And then I trade it in. I always want to play it again, and I don't have it. Yeah. So Microsoft, they were going down that road, and people balked at it, and they they left. That's kind of what Sega was. Sega was like, hey, we got online before online was even thought of. Yeah, you know fifty six I mean? like, K modem. Yeah, I mean it's garbage, but yeah, they had. But they tried. You know? So it was like this is crazy. You know, web browser, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, man. Yeah, I, my buddy Alan, who um, who's on the Geekcast with us, mm-hmm. he tells a story about how he watched the very first um, E3, Nintendo E3, on his Dreamcast in his house. That's crazy. Because, and it was like real slow, and like he had to like wait for it to catch up, and then he could watch a little bit of it. And but it was they were doing but at that, that time. They you had were, that ability. You would think this is amazing. Yeah, man. Yeah, he loved it, and and. I get it. I understand. You know. So you've never played Dreamcast? No, never played Dreamcast. Um, but see, I'm not a big fan of Sega games. I, I just feel like I just feel like it's a product of its good. time. And I know people they're, get pissed when yeah. I say that, but I just don't feel like they're that good. I don't feel like there's really any good Sonic games. I don't feel like there's any good, you know, Space Harrier was garbage. Outrun was garbage. Like they're. they're they weren't that good, they, you know. Their sports games were good. They did. They oh my did God, do the some 2K, very when they came out with two K yeah, and all that stuff. Yeah, man. Joe Montana Sports Talk Football was to me better than Madden, but Madden because of the namesake, you know, he kind of kept going and, and going. Mm-hmm. Once Joe Montana retired, that was it. It was done for them. But you know, Madden was, you know, Joe Montana Sports Talk was the very first time a video game actually did play by play on a Sega Genesis, and that is insane to think that like. That's crazy, you know? So You, you talk about a lot of uh, playing games with a lot of friends. So obviously, you had a lot of couch co-op experiences. What What's mm-hmm. that one couch co-op thing that you you can remember just sitting there? You you can go, you'd play for hours on end, probably similar to oh. what you've done with Punch-Out, you know, that same kind of yeah. passion and love. Tech Mobile, man. Tech Mobile, we used to play. We used to have tournaments with Tech Mobile. We would get, my cousins would come over, my friends and we would draw up the brackets you know what i mean and i was so good that they would not i when i would be like hey let's play let's do a tech mobile tournament and they'd be like no we're not doing it I'm like, come <laughs> on man and they're like no you're gonna win why and i'm like i'll let you pick my team oh my I, god you, i was you, just gonna say that it's like pick yeah, your team you right pick my team you could pick any team and they would give me the tampa bay buccaneers who at the time were the worst team ever and i would still win but it would but it would par it up it would you know i mean it was like a handicap right and they basically would, ha- it would make it more competition and more fun and but yeah man we played that for hours 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 and it was you know we, I loved it. It was so much fun because everybody would be involved in it. And it was like you only had two people playing, but you had people over your shoulders and they're all watching the TV. They're all screaming and stuff. And it's a lot of fun, man. We had a lot of fun with that. Did, I, I just got one, one more question just before mm-hmm. we, we uh, chalk this up. Um, so you're, you're mentioning how, how you made that, like, that kind of handicap. So you made that challenge for yourself. Yeah. What did you do in I guess well that's for co-op games. What did you do in single player games to give yourself that extra that extra edge that to push you more to do something else besides just making it a hard difficulty? What else did you do? In like what can you remember doing in the game that would make you go, "All right, I beat the game. I now I'm going to do it like this well, to kind of Like okay, here's an example. With Tech Mobile, here's something yeah. that I would do. And this would this would make me so good at it and why nobody could really beat me. I would do something where I would run to the one yard line and I would not run in the end zone. 
I would literally run back the other way and I'd go 100 yards to my end zone and then go back the other way. And then I could score. Yeah. So then I could score. And people didn't realize that I was doing that. So really, there was no way you're going to beat me because if I can take the ball all the way down to the one yard line, stop, run back the other way, 100 yards, stop, and then run back another way, 100 yards and score a touchdown, you weren't going to beat me. There was no way you were going to beat me. And that's just something that I did every time I played by myself just to get better and to make the game harder. You know what I mean? Because it was like, I'm blowing these guys out, man. Like, I'm scoring like 60, 70 points in a, in a game. And it was like, this is nuts. It's the most boring thing in the world, you know? And I would get to the point where I was scoring like 21 points a quarter to zero. I'm shutting the computer down. And it was like, <laughs> I need to do something. So that's what I would do. I would just yeah. back and forth down the end. You got to give yourself you that know? challenge, right? You got to you gotta play with yeah. them a little bit. Yes, exactly. And I'm sorry, this one just came to my mind because I want to, this, this one we'll finish it off with. Yeah, that's fine. What is the, the console for you? Going back, let's just say in your ch- between your child years, your teen years, the console that for you will always be number one. Super Nintendo. No, no question Nintendo. about it. To me, the Super Nintendo was, it took everything that was great about the NES mm-hmm. and ramped it up. You know, that was, that was one. To me, that was the last time that Nintendo gave us what we wanted without us knowing we wanted it. You know right. what I mean? Like, you would get games that you didn't even see coming down the pike. And I would open up Nintendo Power and I'd be like, oh my God, there's a Mario paint? And I drew. I used to draw as a kid. And I'm like, this okay. is the greatest thing ever, you know? And it was, yeah, it was great. It was fun. It was a lot of fun. It was very low tech at the time, but it was so much fun. And I used to actually like, your characters. make cartoons and record them on my, I, I had my VHS hooked up to it. I'd make these cartoons. I'd record them and all that stuff. And yeah. So like, but not even that, like we got like punch out sequel. We got Metroid sequel. We got Zelda, the proper Zelda sequel. You know, mm-hmm. we got, everything was just above and beyond. Well, like we, nobody thought about a Mario Kart game, we got it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and and it was a phenomenal. You know, like it was just like all the sequels came out. Everything was just better, bigger, and better. And you know, and then when the life cycle is dead, and you know that like okay, we're in the twilight years, we're going away. They've already talked about this Nintendo sixty four thing. Here comes Donkey Kong Country, <laughs> and those graphics on Donkey Kong Country were just like at that time. Were oh my god, I know. Yeah, they were like, "Holy crap, they're doing this! Like, this is—it's like, why are we? Being, like, we don't need a Nintendo sixty-four. Stay here. We're good here, you know." And it was just ahead of its time, and that's the thing. That's why I love that console so much because they just, like I said, they just gave us stuff that we weren't expecting, and they just did it so good, you know. And right. it was just amazing. No, yeah, that's. That's one that I remember getting, or my sister got it, and I was I started crying. I was like, "Why am I not getting it? Why is she getting it? She doesn't even play video games." Like that yeah, that one has so many memories. There's so many good games on that we can talk a whole episode about that. But um, anyways, Bobby, thank you for walking me through uh, your history, your past, and um, hopefully next time we will we'll go further. We'll have a whole SNES episode there just talk come. straight about go. that. But thank um, you. So yeah, uh, we we know you're the Nintendo guru, but um, where what's what are your links? Where can people find you? They can follow me Instagram, Twitter at Nintendo Gurus. Um, 
um, YouTube. Just look up Nintendo Guru, and that's pretty much it. All right, and we can we can listen to you on uh, if we run iTunes, Nintendo. SoundCloud, yeah. Stitcher. Um, you know, you got just look up if we ran Nintendo and Geekcast. That's my two podcasts. Um, if we ran Nintendo, is actually on Google Play now, so Perfect. we're all over the place. Yeah. Awesome. We are we are all rolling. We're taking over the podcast world. Yes, all of our game podcasts. It's we're nuts. Take that top ten list. Yes, that's it. And if you want, if you want to get us on top ten list, go to Bobby's podcast. Give him some five stars. Subscribe. Check out the link to our past on iTunes. If you're not listening to it on iTunes, um, if you want to be a guest on the show, email me at a link to our past at gmail.com. You can follow me on Twitter at John S. Bernardo. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at a link to our past. And uh, this is a part of the We the Nerdy Network. Um, we the Nerdy.com. There's a bunch of nerdy stuff there. You can find Sean Capri's show, We The GamerCast, on there. And that's basically it. Uh, anything else you want to touch on, Bobby? I just started writing for We The Nerdy. That's there something all. else. Congratulations. I have, I have an article that's going up today at 3 o'clock. Andrew's putting it up. Uh, it's called We The Nintendo Apologist. And oh, it's going awesome. like, to be like a bi-weekly, weekly thing where I just talk about Nintendo and... You know, whatever. Whatever's on my mind. So by the time this episode goes up, there will be a crap load of those, so be sure to check those out. Anyways, until then, keep on playing the Mate Big Games. Take care, everyone.